Welcome to our study of Egyptian history, especially Moses and the gods of Egypt. And uh, looking today at the actual face of the Pharaoh of the Exodus, as well as his second born son, all of which we'll see as a part of our study through biblical archaeology from the book You Can Trust, an on-site class that was taught at the uh, Louvre, uh, the museum in Paris, one of the most amazing archaeological museums in the world, especially as it has to do with the scriptures. Our textbook, you can see on the slide here, is the MacArthur Study Bible, uh, which is available, of course, in most bookstores and very readily on Amazon. This is the introduction to the Bible that's a part of that study Bible. And we use this study Bible as our text, um, giving the overview of history, the creation of the universe, the fall of man, judgment, uh, flood that God sent, the flood of Noah, and then the patriarchs, God's choice of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, through which the nation of Israel came, and then the history of Israel with the exile in Egypt for those 430 years. Now, the very first point that we need to establish when we're studying the Bible is the date of the Exodus. Uh, the scripture dates Solomon's fourth year of reign when he began to build the temple, and that from secular history is easily found to be 966 or so BC. But the Bible and God himself tells us that that event, the founding of the temple by Solomon and laying its uh, cornerstone was 480 years after the Exodus. Now that immediately gives us an early date for the Exodus of 1445 BC. Now think about that. God goes out of his way to give us an exact date, a fixed date in history that we can use as a lens to look at everything in the Bible. Uh, the scriptures are clear. Read that note right there, that if you take the Bible as inspired, and if you believe it means what it says, which is the first principle of what biblical hermeneutics or interpretation is all about, then we know that the Exodus occurred in about 1445, 46 BC. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means we can identify who the Pharaoh of the Exodus is. Amenhotep II, on the right is a picture of him uh, from a museum, the British Museum, and I'll be showing you in just a moment a video of him and of his second-born son. But he's a part of what we call the 18th dynasty, and that's right out of the MacArthur Study Bible, and it was the setting for Israel's dramatic departure. Uh, it wasn't a politically or economically weak or obscure period in Egyptian history. Uh, the predecessor of the Pharaoh of the Exodus was Thutmose III. Uh, he was called the Napoleon of ancient Egypt. And so as we study this, it's, it's a dramatic time that God picked. Now, remember also that once we can fix the Exodus, we can take the other ages of the patriarchs and back up into what the time period would have been for Jacob and Joseph in Egypt. And so basically, Jacob and his extended family uh, started into Egypt about 1875 B.C. And so we know who the pharaohs were that, that Joseph would have served under. And if you look right here in this slide, uh, which is right out of the MacArthur Study Bible, you can see that, that Joseph uh, was basically during the time of Senur Set the second and the third and uh, Amenophet the third down there, and you can see that that 
group of Egyptian rulers from about the time of uh, uh, 1910 BC through about 1800 BC. Now, overlay that with the chronology of Moses, another chart right out of the MacArthur Study Bible, which again, I encourage you, number one, if you would like to get a framework to understand the Bible in a conservative way, what I mean by that is you believe the miracles really happened, you believe Jesus was really divine, and you believe that inspiration means that God tells the truth when it comes to history and science as well as theology and morals. But if you take a conservative view of the scriptures, the MacArthur Study Bible is probably the most complete uh, study that, that you could use in your personal growth. Um, as a seminary professor myself, as a Bible college teacher myself, as one who still lectures in Bible institutes all around the world, reading the MacArthur Study Bible and the 25,000 footnotes that are on every page of, of the scriptures in that study Bible, you'll have the equivalent of a two-year Bible degree. If you'll just read the text, look down at the notes, and follow what the introduction to the book says, and all those tied together themes. So this is one of them. It's a chronology of the Old Testament patriarchs and judges. And you can see right there Moses, uh, as he was uh, born uh, just about the time of Amenhotep I. Uh, he lives through Thutmose II, Thutmose III, Queen Hatshepsut, uh, into Amenhotep II and is off in the Promised Land under the Thutmose IV, which is the pharaoh that was the second-born son of the pharaoh of the Exodus. So you can see uh, that beautiful chart. Now, the life of Moses, and this is right out of the MacArthur Study Bible, uh, he was born according to God's chronology written down in the scriptures in about 1525 BC, and he lived through about 1405 BC. Uh, he became learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians, and if you ever want to see that, the British Museum and the Louvre in Paris both are incredible displays of what Egypt was like in Moses' time. Uh, he grew up in the courts of the pharaohs Thutmose III, Thutmose II, uh, I mean Thutmose I, the second, Queen Hatshepsut, uh, for his first 40 years, as Acts 7 says, and then he went on exile uh, to the Midian, uh, Midianite region where he was a shepherd during the reign of Thutmose III. And then he comes back early in the reign of Amenhotep II, the pharaoh of the Exodus. And you can see their pictures, the first, the second, the third, and Amenhotep uh, at the bottom there. Now, looking at the text, Exodus 1.8 tells us there arose a new king. Now, what does that mean? To understand the scriptures, it's very important to have a context. To properly interpret the scriptures, you need a historic context, you need a biblical context where the scripture fits in the flow of the scriptures, you need a cultural, geographic, as well as a um, actual syntactical or grammatical look at the text. So what does it mean in chapter 1, verse 8 of Exodus, a new king? Well, two, two different ways that that could be taken. The first is, the rise of the 18th dynasty under um, Amos the uh, first. That's called the New Kingdom period in Egyptian history. Uh, but it's probably best to take this new king, who didn't know Joseph, as a Hyksos ruler. And that's a very 
well-known period of time where foreign invaders came in and uh, were ruling for generations in Egypt before they were driven out. Uh, they were there basically from 1730 to 1570 BC. Uh, now, we pick up in chapter 2 of Exodus with Thutmose the third, or the first, excuse me. Uh, that's the one who was killing all the baby boys in Exodus 2, 1 through 4. And Moses was born soon after this general decree of chapter 1, verse 22 was given, about 1525, and it was the decree of Thutmose I. And, of course, we know that Moses' mother uh, made this ark of bulrushes and sent Moses afloat and that the daughter of Pharaoh um, adopted him into the court life. Now, chapter 3, verse 8 has another historic note, and I'm going to do a, another whole video on this. And if you don't want to miss any of these, uh, the book you can trust, uh, historical and archaeological verification of the scriptures, any of these studies, if you don't want to miss any, just hit that uh, subscribe button, and you'll get an email that will let you know every time, or you'll get a notice from YouTube at least, uh, every time we add a new video, and I'll just keep pumping these out from our... Uh, studies through the various kings of uh, uh, Egypt, as well as the Assyrian kings and the Persian kings. But uh, to a good and large land into that place, flowing with milk and honey. But look at the end of verse 8, the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites. Now remember, until the 19th century, no one believed there were Hittites outside of their mention in the Bible. They're just, they just vanished from history and archaeology until in the early 1900s, about 1910, a German industrialist heard while he was at the local watering hole uh, about people that had found strange stone figures with human bodies and animal heads out in the desert. And that led him to hire 150 diggers and they began to ex excavate the Hittite empire. But that's an entire video. Uh, for those of you that are subscribers, you'll see that as we tour through the amazing recent discovery of what the Bible always said was there. Uh, but back to the chronology of the Old Testament kings and prophets. Remember that contemporaneous with the Bible, the Old Testament kings and prophets, there are secular rulers and they interface. They kind of show up and attack here and there. And this slide shows you the kings of Assyria. I'll be doing a whole series on those. Uh, and this slide shows you the later Egyptian pharaohs like Shishak or Shishonk I, who comes in and takes all the shields of Solomon. But the Bible is a book you can trust. The book of Exodus is historical. And as we look now into the face of the pharaoh who defied the God of heaven, the, the one who saw the finger of God, as his magician said, this was not magic, this is God. And that Pharaoh hardened his heart ten times. When you look into that case, and you see Amenhotep II, you see that granite, hard, stone face. It should be a reminder that he had a granite, hard, stone heart. And he hardened his heart ten times against the finger, the conviction, the, the disclosure and revelation of God. Oh, what a danger. Don't harden your heart to God. And if you're listening to this video, 
and, and interested and curious about Egypt and archaeology and the Bible, remember the God of the Bible has revealed himself for the purpose of saving us who are sinners. I'm a sinner and you're a sinner. I was born a sinner. You were born a sinner. There's only one hope. The S-I-N virus is terminal eternally without the blood of Jesus Christ. I hope through this series that that will stir your hearts, that you can trust the God of the Bible. And if you're not yet clinging to him as your only hope of salvation, my prayer is that you would. If you read in the MacArthur Study Bible, the Pharaoh of the Exodus, you're looking him right in the face. This is a man who saw the finger of God and hardened his heart and lost his firstborn son as the death angel passed by. And this is his secondborn son who became the Pharaoh after the one who rejected Moses and lost the Israelite people, the slaves to the Exodus. He became the Pharaoh. What a sobering memory he must have had of his dad's stories about what happened to his older brother that fateful night of the Passover, the Pharaoh of the Exodus.